Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Good to be here with everyone. Uh, big news out today of uh, Kennywood, Kath. Are you uh, on that news cycle? Yeah. Big news. Uh, Kennywood celebrating their 125th anniversary. Well, that's exciting, uh-huh. huh? And uh, new rides and yada, yada. We, we could have gone out there and been part of the, uh, the festivities. But you know what? I had other things I had to do, mm, and I yeah. felt badly. We didn't find out about it till yesterday. Right, but... And I already had some things. Making plans. Do. I, I don't think I went to Kennywood in the last couple of years. Pandemic Kennywood? Were you uh, there? Uh, I haven't been to Kennywood since I got chronic vertigo. Really? Yeah. How long ago was that? Mm, six years. No. Yeah. Even though I like to take a little ride on the train. It's like I pay fifty bucks to take a ride on the train. Don't be, don't be bitter. Well, I'm just saying that if it was a situation where you could pay a nominal fee to get in, and right, then right. remember the old, you could yeah, buy you tickets if for you free. want to ride anything. You sit there on a different. bench. I can't do that. I can't afford to do that now. It's too, it's too much. All right. But I love Kennywood. <laughs> I have super wonderful memories of Kennywood. Yeah, but, so you're not going back. But you're not going back. Well, because you no, have vertigo. It doesn't make any sense for me. Right. Right. It's like I, I can. Pay a lot less than fifty bucks to walk around, right? Which is a shame because when, oh, I my, when go. my kids were little, and when I was little, Kitty and when Land. my nieces and nephews were little, I mean, I can't tell you how yeah, much fun I had. Anyway, I mean, I can't go and ride like I used to ride. How about the uh, roller coasters? I no, just, I, no, I can't be jostled really? like that. Or yeah, fragile. It's really sad. Lex, you going? Pitiful. Are you a fan? I love Kennywood. I haven't been since high school, though. High school? Yeah, I haven't been in a while. I mean, you're a college grad. Yeah. It's time to get back this year, right? <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah. Uh, are you okay with the spinning? Yeah, I love roller coasters. Serious? No problem. I yeah. love spinning. Yeah. I mean, normally, before I had this stupid ailment, right. I loved it. Tilt a whirl, I could go on it three times in a row, no problem. Now spinning's a treatment for you. Exactly. Is it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, now spinning's something they right. make me do at the mm-hmm. hospital. It's not nearly as fun, let me tell you. Well, I just want to go to Kennywood to get some fries. Oh. Right? Yeah. I, I had a buddy who worked in the uh, Potato Patch Fry Place. and uh, I bet that was a scarring experience. We used to call him Slick because he was so greasy. I bet. You know what else <laughs> I loved is that rectangular ice cream cone. Oh, yeah, but, sure. You know, yeah, they mm-hmm, yeah. dip in the chocolate and all the nuts mm-hmm, on the outside. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that thing. Yeah, what's that called? I don't know. I don't know. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that very much. I don't much. know, Kath. I think I'm talking into going to Kennywood this if summer. You can, if, you can, if you want to pay for my admission, I'd be thrilled to go. I know some people. Good. Can okay. you work on that? Probably. I'd be happy to go and walk what around. The heck, yeah, we'll get you in there. Okay, okay great. We have a Sit terrific there. show coming up today. Yep. Uh, the Projecting Home Film Festival is coming up this weekend. So at the end of this hour, we're going to talk to actor, writer, director, producer, Robert Krantz. Look forward to that. Uh, about that. He has a, uh, a new film that's going to be in that lineup free this weekend. Mm-hmm. Also in the five o'clock hour, uh, Wellesley College, a historically uh, women only university in New England, is now accepting trans men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that. Uh, Claire DeGraff will be back with us. What makes you so sure the Bible's true? And if you feel like a slug, does that actually hurt your exercise regimen? I mean, not just the amount of steps, but you think you're a slug, your mental outlook does it hurt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about that. Your, well, your mindset towards exercise, mm-hmm. right? We're going to find out. All right.
Okay, all that and more ahead on the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. But as we always do, Kath does a little deeper dive into the news stories of the day. So, Kath, please, without further, give us the top four at four. For Wednesday, March 22nd, 2023, I'm guessing you've heard the story that's just broken this afternoon about uh, a male student who shot two school administrators at a high school in Denver. Victims taken to area hospitals, one victim in critical condition, one in serious but stable. Uh, The community is searching for the student uh, after the handgun was retrieved. We'll be following that story over the next two hours. But let's start here, John. Number one. Thank you. The second day of the planned three-day work stoppage that has left classrooms for 420,000 students sitting vacant in Los Angeles. Mm. These striking cafeteria workers, gardeners, and other service employees said they were on the picket line to demand raises that would keep up with rising costs in the region. This strike has affected hundreds of thousands of families who are also straining under the weight, according to the Washington Post, of an increasingly expensive city. Most students enrolled in the L.A. Unified School District come from low-income households. Now, can you imagine how expensive no. it is to live in L.A. No, it's unfathomable what it would be like to try to raise a family in Los Angeles. The union is seeking a 30% pay increase Ooh. for 30,000 te- teachers, assistants, bus drivers, custodians, and cafeteria workers, many of whom say the union uh, is the union workers are paid little more than minimum wage. Get out. Minimum wage? Yeah. A 30% raise? I don't know. Good luck with that. You're asking for 30%, right? Uh, A story in uh, today's New York Times about Olesya Krivstova facing a stiff penalty for her fondness for posting on social media. Mm -hmm. She is barely 20 years old and until this year was a university student in northern Russia. But she was just recently accused of justifying terrorism and discrediting the Russian armed forces. And for that, John... She's facing up to a decade in prison. Please log on to the New York Times and read the story today about her apparent crime, which was an Instagram post asking why Ukrainians had rejoiced when the main bridge to Russian-occupied Crimea was attacked in October. Just that post landed Ms. Kristova on the Kremlin's official list of terrorists and extremists placed under house arrest and forbidden from using her phone or the Internet. I have a feeling that the people of Ukraine weren't actually rejoicing when no, that bridge I went can't down. Imagine, you think? No, no. Number three, Missouri's Republican Attorney General said he will he will limit access to gender affirming care for minors, sidestepping the GOP led Senate as it struggles to pass a law banning the practice for children completely. The rule, John, will require an 18 month waiting period, 15 hour long therapy sessions, and treatment of any mental illnesses before Missouri doctors can provide that kind of care to transgender children. The emergency rule also requires disclosure of information about puberty blocker drugs, including that they are experimental, not approved by the FDA, and that the FDA has warned that they can lead to brain swelling and blindness. You can check out another lengthy article about this. It has a lot of interesting details in it put out by the AP today. Did you read that, John? I did not. I think that sounds reasonable. Well, reasonable is something that doesn't happen. In today's day and age. And number four, the World Baseball Classic ended last night with a showdown that you couldn't have scripted if you wanted to. It was absolutely epic. Ninth inning, two outs, a one-run game, 
and Shohei Otani is on the mound. He had been the DH for the whole rest of the game. He ends up being the closer for Japan, and Mike Trout, one of the best hitters in Major League Baseball, was at the plate. Otani got him on a slider, Mm -hmm. and that was it. Baseball's back. Mm. That's your top four at four. Very nice. Was that epic? It's a great game. What a moment. Yep. What a moment. I was sitting there thinking, it's not going to be Mike Trout, is it? Mm -hmm. It's not going to. That was it. Oh. Outstanding. Uh, that was the only game I watched. Uh, Me for too. The baseball I didn't Classic. watch any of them. Yeah, yeah. But that was the game I've to never watch. watched any game of the World Baseball Classic oh. ever before in my life. Yeah. Well, it's become you know like a lot of things. It's become a super event, and of course it's you know there's cable, so you can see just about any game virtually, and players from around the world, which is fascinating because you know we're just used to United States baseball. I'm watching it every year from now on. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. I mean, you see, you know, the players from different countries, their body types are different. The Japanese players. Yeah. Totally different from the American players, right. and you know Cuban players. I mean, it's just very, very interesting to look at the you know the cultural differences in a game that you know and love. You look at Mike Trout; he's he's, oh he's so thick, right? Yeah, he's just such a monster. He's like a football player, right? And Otani is tall and thin mm-hmm. and lithe, lithe, and it's just. I don't know. Yep. I absolutely loved it. I went back and watched the uh, ninth inning again. Did you? Yeah. Just because it was it so, so much. good. I'm going to watch it again tonight. So uh, opening day for the Pirates is, uh, I a believe, week next from Thursday. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, good. Baseball's back. Can't wait. All right. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we're going to go on a little cruise here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about mm-hmm. it. A nautical-themed guest will talk to us about the gospel. A nautical-themed guest. Yes. Mark mm-hmm. Nelson, do you think he'll be wearing his captain's cap? Probably. Captain's... Maybe I'll have like a little like life preserver thing on. One hundred one point five W O R D, the station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music, new new music, new music from Lauren Daigle. Thank God I do. Thank God I do. First things first by Consumed by Fire. First things first. And you will be found by Natalie Grant and Corey Asbury. You will be found. Celebrating 20 years of bringing Pittsburgh's favorites and the best new music. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS. Almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the cars would stop. The threats would stop. It was easy like... uh. One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. 
Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Every summer, Pine Valley Camp changes lives, not just for the more than 100 underserved kids who attend each week, but for the many high school and college-age volunteers and staff who work with them as lifeguards, cooks, camp counselors, and more. If you're 16 to 25, apply now and come help make an impact and change lives in a fun, safe Christian family environment. Apply today at PineValleyCamp.org. Pine Valley Camp, rebuilding broken lives through Jesus Christ. In Beaver County, camp opens mid-June. This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness. So what's wrong with us? Why are we at war with each other? Why are we so anxious? Well, this is the time of year when we look at ourselves through the eyes of faith in light of Jesus' great sacrifice for us. Join us at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, as we reflect on the wonder of the cross. Learn more at fpcp.org. Mark Nelson's back with us after a little bit of a hiatus. He's been an Alliance pastor for more than 15 years, adjunct professor at Crown College, and he's got a new book out called The Anchored Life. Marv, welcome back. Hey, thank you. It is good to be on the air with you guys again. Yeah, Marv, pleasure that you're with us. Yeah, so you left Pittsburgh and you're living where? Indiana, Pennsylvania, right next to Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Very good. Okay. How's life in Indiana for you? You know, it's good. It's rural. It's not city. So that was kind of an adjustment for me. But uh, I'm beginning to love the slower pace and the quieter life Excellent. than uh, I experienced in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to be said for that. <laughs> right. So you got a brand <laughs> yeah. new workout, Marv, The Anchored Life. Uh, tell us about this. Yeah. So uh, I had an IUP professor. He's of English. He's tenured there at the, at the college. And he came to me and said, hey, I have an idea for a book. You want to write it with me? We have this, uh, all of these passages in Scripture that talk about nautical themes. You want to write this with me? And I'll be honest with you. At first, I was like, "What? we're going to do what now? Uh, it just seemed like one of those odd things to, to ask. But I prayed through it, thought through it, read through the passages of Scripture, and we came with a really excellent book together combined with Tim Hibsman uh, about the nautical themes in Scripture and how they help believers grow. And the approach that we took was uh, a little less than you might think about specific aspects of uh, the boat and the ship than you would normally think. But we went after it for the soul aspect. How does this ship uh, reflect your soul? For example, when you look at the idea of the rudder that James talks about, where our mouth is like a rudder that steers the The ship ship, wherever it's going to go. And so talking about that rudder in our lives, how do we tame our tongue? And there's all kinds of different nautical themes that show up in Scripture. I was surprised at how many, uh, you know, to be to be quite honest. But I think we produce a really excellent book that will help believers grow deeper with the Lord, recognize the importance of the Holy Spirit in their life, and see some of the cracks in their hull uh, fixed and healed by, by Jesus. Marv, are you surprised when we, when someone comes to you with an idea like that, you know, nautical themes, uh, the things that you read over in the Bible really without noticing them? Oh, yeah. I think we do that all the time, especially when we have this mindset of box checking our devotions, right, Kathy? I mean, we have this thought of, okay, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to read my Bible, check, I'm done, rather than resting in it and really thinking through 
what did I just read and how does that apply to my life? Yeah, so Marv, talk about this. I mean, people think about, you know, Jesus in the boat. Jesus is generally in the boat getting away from people, right? The, <laughs> He's the, trying the, to get away from people. The like crush that. is too much. I mean, do you go there? Uh, we do a little bit, yeah. I mean, there's this, there's a portion that we talk about Sabbath, and uh, I kind of highlight a book that was written by John Mark Comer called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, which is a phenomenal book about Sabbath and how to slow down and rest and separate yourself away from the busyness of life. I mean, that's one of the things I've had to learn in, you know, in Indiana, moving away from the city. There's just so much busyness and so much noise and spending time separating yourself away and anchoring yourself in Christ outside of that noise is absolutely vital to the Christian life. The new book is called The Anchored Life, Nautical Principles That Help Believers Grow. We're talking to author Marv Nelson. Marv, talk about the importance of having a devotional or maybe what, you know, you mentioned the word devotional um, before. People listening to the show might think, I don't even know what that means. Um, So talk about what it is and why this either is one or maybe you think isn't. Yeah, I, I think devotional, you could use the word pause and and pray and seek the presence of God. Those are the three things I think of in devotional, where you're pausing your life, you're spending time with the Word of God, reading in Scripture, not just reading through it quickly, but really soaking in Scripture, asking yourself, what does it mean for my life? And then really taking what you've learned uh, and what the Lord has kind of brought to your heart and living that out. I think one of the failures of devotionals that we've seen in the past is that they talk about how you can connect to God, but don't give you the applicable way to live that out. So when we talk about the idea of the anchored life, it's not just about being anchored for yourself, but taking that out and and applying that to your life in every moment of every day. And so I would say that this is more of a devotional book. Uh, You know, I looked at some of the sermon manuscripts I had written and put them more into a devotional uh, with Tim. And we took a long time to, to put this together to make the best product possible. But I do believe that when you sit down and you read this book and see what Scripture says about your soul, can, you know, as it looks at the ship or the hull and all these different aspects of the, sh- the ship and the nautical connections, you'll see God bringing about healing in your life and giving you the ability to live in the fullness of the Holy Spirit that he's called you to. Uh, and, and it's not just devoting yourself to that one moment of pausing and praying and soaking in the presence of God, but then living those things out. Fabulous. We're talking with Pastor uh, Marv Nelson. He's at the, uh, been an Alliance pastor for more than 15 years. He's also an adjunct professor at Crown College. Uh, the new book, The Anchored Life, Marv Nelson. Uh, Marv, what's interesting to me, you know, talking to you about this and, and all the themes and whatnot and the devotional, is that also, you know, as I just said, you're an adjunct professor. Kath and I have been talking with different guests over the past uh, six weeks or so about this uh, revival. Um, can you, when you first heard about the revival in Asbury University, I mean, when you think about that, at least we think about it, did the idea of the Holy Spirit spreading across this country, especially on college campuses, has that struck you? Have you thought about that and, and prayed for a deeper revival wherever you are in your life? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, we have seen 
that Generation Z statistically is the most spiritually open generation mm. that we've had in a long time, but they're also the most uh, biblically illiterate and are less likely to be in church. And so when you see something like a revival happening among Generation Z, where they're feeling and experience the Holy, the Holy Spirit in their lives, there's a hunger from that generation for it. And so I do believe that on college campuses, we're going to begin to see more and more of this, and we're going to see God do a great work. And I, I do believe it's going to start with Generation Z, and I've seen it here in, in our own Indiana, uh, where we have Indiana University of Pennsylvania students just hungry for the presence of God. Fabulous. That's the Reverend Marvin Nelson. He has a brand new book out called The Anchored Life, Nautical Principles That Help Believers Grow. If you're a sailor, if you have a sailor in your life, one that you love, yeah, or you maybe want to be one, this could be the perfect gift for them or you, The Anchored Life. Thanks, Marv. Good to connect again. Yeah, it's great to be with you guys. I appreciate the time that you have set aside for me to be here with you guys today. Fabulous. Our pleasure. All right, check it out. The Anchored Life, Marv Nelson. Your health care is just that. It's your health care. It's yours. You are unique. God made you. So instead of being a number in a system, think about being a part of a community, one made for you. MediShare is health care sharing. It's not health insurance. It's a community of Christians who actually care about you and the things that matter most to you, like your convictions. You want to know your money isn't paying for things you don't believe in. Instead, now you're sharing. You're helping Real people, not a corporate bottom line. And when you have a need, they're there for you. Other MediShare members and staff even praying for you. For 30 years, MediShare has meant affordable, reliable health care. And when everything else seems to be getting more corporate and more impersonal, this is a breath of fresh air. And it may be just what you have been looking for. Call now. They're very easy to talk to. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit RamaChristianSchool.org. Pete Talbot here, along with my son Seth, and together we're thrilled to remind you that a special presentation of Against All Odds, Israel Survives is streaming for free right now on SalemNow.com. My dad and I, like you, are amazed at how God has protected and blessed the state of Israel. Against All Odds, Israel Survives is a docudrama that dramatically illustrates the many miracles that took place in the formation and ongoing protection of Israel. And it's streaming for free right now on SalemNow.com. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home too at one hundred one point five W O R D F M Pittsburgh. When you commit insurance fraud, life can be full of surprises. Like when Jake of Jenkintown, PA, started submitting false insurance claims. Little did he know the claims adjuster thought Jake's claims were suspicious, so he sent them to the insurance company's special investigation unit. Jake was surprised when an investigator called him to discuss his claims. He never thought anyone would start digging around. I thought SIU units were only on TV. 
Jake was even more surprised when he was visited by a special agent from the Attorney General's Office Insurance Fraud Section. Jake was arrested and prosecuted for insurance fraud. He's facing jail time and thousands of dollars in fines and attorney fees. Moral of the story, don't be surprised. Insurance fraud is a felony, and more than 400 people in Pennsylvania are arrested for it each year. Know the risks, know the penalties. To learn more, visit HelpStopFraud.org. A message to consumers from the Pennsylvania Insurance Fraud Prevention Authority. Tonight will be overcast with a couple of showers. Tonight's low 46. Breezy and mild tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm, the high 65. Tomorrow night, periods of rain with a low of 38. Periods of rain expected for Friday. Rain and wet roads may lead to travel disruptions. We'll reach a high Friday of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Incredible story. Actually, a handful of incredible stories here. Um, Archaeologists have discovered an intact burial cave, John, dating to the time of Ramses II, who's believed to be the Pharaoh in the biblical book of the Exodus. Um, I'm reading here from beliefnet.com. El Yanni, an expert on the Bronze Age at the Israel Antiquities Authority, called the discovery a find of a lifetime. It's like a set from Indiana Jones, he said, a cave with vessels on the floor that haven't been touched for 3,300 years. How can that I mean, be? that's absolutely great. Listen to this. So um, someone discovered the cave when they were working, they were driving a tractor, okay, the tractor was doing some work at the uh, Pomahim Beach National Park on the southern Israeli coast. And all of a sudden, they were moving these rocks, and there was the ceiling of a cave. And what? someone who knew what they were doing was like, wait a minute, Stop. wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop. I mean, it was seconds away from complete destruction, right? So someone said, wait a minute, wait a minute. They went in there. Apparently, the cave was filled with a variety of items, uh, different ki- types of bowls, cooking vessels, um, oil lamps. Um, They said, listen to this. Talk about some ancient words in the scriptures. Other items in the ancient burial cave were tiny vessels with substances that may have come from Tyre, Sidon, and other ports of Lebanon. I mean, it's just incredible. They found bronze spear tips and arrowheads, dozens of pottery vessels, shallow bowls, jugs, clay candles. Intact. They said the news of the discovery of the cave spread like wildfire in the Mm. academic world, and we have already received requests from many scholars to take part in the planned archaeological excavation. That's That's incredible. Ramses reigned 1279 B.C. to 1213 B.C., Believed to have expanded Egypt's influence as far as modern Syria to the north and Sudan to the south. 3,300 years, years old. old. I mean, that's just, that's something So else. when someone discovers something like that, how do you protect something like that? Well, I don't know. I, I would, I mean, there has to be like an 800 number you call if, if you are in a, a, a place of antiquity like Israel is. Right. Um, if you live in Egypt or you're, you know. Like the Department of Antiquities or something yes, like or, that. Yes, or right? you're, you know, digging in Lebanon or right. something. People are, are in Iraq. People are going, to, okay, this is the 800 number. I think I found something. Well, you think people would swoop in and want to loot the findings and then Well, I'm sell sure it. I'm sure that's the case, which is right. why. I, so they have to have some connection with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Because someone's got to be there now, twenty four seven. Plus the national and international authorities. I, I can't even imagine. I mean, there's nothing. 
there, nothing like not, that here in the United find States. Something like that here. No, like we're gonna. Here's a cave where George Washington, you know, slept or something like that. Which right? which would be cool. I mean, yeah. we have his hair down at the Heinz History Center. Oh, that's Center. right, we do. And they what? Yeah, they, we're gonna talk about Beethoven today. They did a DNA. DNA analysis based on his little shock of hair. <laughs> okay, in the same vein as this, uh, I did not know uh, about this Bible. Something called the Codex Sassoon, which is a leather-bound, handwritten parchment containing almost the entirety of the Hebrew Bible is set to go on the auction block at Sotheby's in New York in May. Its anticipated sales speaks to the uh, bullish market for uh, antiquities. Uh, this is from today's AP. Sotheby's is drumming up interest. The The Bible, the Kodak Sassoon leather-bound Bible, uh, estimated between 30 and $50 million. Oh, really? Only the Dead Sea Scrolls and a handful of fragmentary Early medieval texts are older. Is that right? An entire Hebrew Bible is relatively rare. Now, this Bible has a lineage which, surprisingly, is in some ways coded within the pages of the Bible. Um, it dates to around 930, and there is a note on the manuscript that can attest to its owners in centuries past. A man named Kafil ben Abraham gave it to someone named Isaac ben Ezekiel Alatar, who gave it to his sons, Ezekiel and Mamion. It later migrated east to the town of Maskasin in what is today's uh, northeast Syria, where it was dedicated to a synagogue in the 13th century. Sometime in the following decades, the synagogue was destroyed, the codex was Saved, though, and then entrusted to someone by the name of Salama ibn Abi al-Fakar, and then the synagogue was rebuilt. But then they say uh, it was never rebuilt, but the book survived. Its whereabouts for the next 500 years remain uncertain. Wait, so the synagogue was going to be rebuilt, yep. and it was going to be there, but then that's, the rebuilding never happened. Exactly. And then its whereabouts disappeared for 500 years until it resurfaced in Frankfurt, Germany in 1929, and then bought by a collector of Jewish manuscripts whose name it still bears. The Codex. Where are you Sassoon, reading from? From today's AP. Okay. How do you... Wouldn't something like that, shouldn't that be in a museum? Well, they're, they're saying that this 30 to $50 million price tag on this, that Sotheby's is enticing a benefactor oh, of a museum okay. to say, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of it falling it just, back into yeah, private Yeah, it doesn't hands. seem like some dude should, you know, have it in his house. Some dude. <laughs> just, I'm just saying. I mean, right. that's incredible. I can't believe only the Dead Sea Scrolls and a couple fragments are older than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I mean, I just love the idea that, the, you know, in the side, you know, like inside yeah, the family yeah, yeah. Bible. Dear John. Yeah. Here, here, my sons to you. Dear John, love Kathy and Lex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That will never be found. Right. right. A thousand years from now, someone finds a little scrap we left for John. Lexi, isn't that sweet? <laughs> Very. Yeah. A little note I said right. saying you mispronounced that word. See you at Kennywood. Right. Sorry you're sick. <laughs> See you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's mean. Yes. Sorry, you're sick. All right, take a quick break. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, projecting a film festival coming up this weekend, we'll talk to actor, writer, director Robert Krantz. Happy to have him join us on this Wednesday edition. It's the ride home. One hundred and one.
93.5 WORD. It may surprise you to hear the famous parable of the prodigal son described as the tale of two sons. Even more surprising is the shocking truth that Jesus was teaching when he told it. Be here this week as John MacArthur shows you why this parable shook Jesus' audience and why it should shake you on Grace to You. This is John MacArthur inviting you to listen to Grace to You every weekday morning at 7 a.m. on 101.5 Word FM. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, and remodeling. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. That's 724-NEW-ROOF. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit, providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees, this fun, family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 412-781-6170. If you've heard any of our radio commercials here on Word FM, You know that we like funny stories that make us smile. This is not one of those commercials. I read this week that over one-third of U.S. adults now owe more in credit card debt than they have saved. Add in the fact that milk and gas and kids' clothes and everything is out of control. And I think it's fair to say it's a scary time for a lot of good people. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage. And if that's you, I do believe a cash-out refinance Pulling out some of the value your home has earned the last few years could be a saving grace. Yes, mortgage interest rates are up, but credit card rates are about three to five times higher. We've helped hundreds of listeners do this, using a cash out to rid of the credit card debt and then saving some extra aside for the road ahead. And it's undoubtedly a life changer for many. If you'd like to chat about your situation, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing for 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Take as little as three minutes to see if you could save on motorcycle insurance with Progressive. Come on, you've spent more time than that trying to name your bike. Hmm, how about the Crusher? I guess it's not really crushing anything. The Silver Bolt? No. Oh, oh what about Pepper? Mysterious. Is it a pet or a condiment? Surprise! It's a motorcycle. <gasps> That's stupid. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. Hey, if you love the movies, you, my friend, are the fortunate one this weekend. The Projecting Hope Film Festival is back at the Pittsburgh Mills, three days of free inspirational movies. The complete lineup at wordfm.com. You can also register for tickets as well. But if you feel fortunate, you just want to show up, that's available as well. However, with all that in mind, Robert Krantz is with us. Robert Krantz is an actor. He's a writer, a producer, a filmmaker. Uh, from Back to the Future to Women in Red to Who's the Boss and Silver Spoons on the Small Screen. And he's got a new film called A Marriage Made in Heaven, which was nominated for seven International Christian Film Festival Awards, which will be at the film festival this weekend. And Robert Krantz is with us right now. Hey, Robert, welcome to the show. 
Hey, John and Kathy, how are you? Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Robert. Yeah, we're happy to meet up with you, Robert, and excited about the uh, film festival coming up this weekend. Um, let's start by talking about the film, A Marriage Made in Heaven. Um, when did you start uh, making the film, and what can you tell us about it? The, the basic the one line in the film is, if you had to relive one week of your life, which week would you relive? And the way it came about was my wife and I have uh, triplet boys, and I <laughs> wow. was on the phone with they're they're in their twenties now, so we made it we made it through the night. Congratulations! <laughs> oh, praise Jesus, <laughs> you know. Uh, but what happened was I was talking to a lady a couple of years ago, and she was apologizing for her kids making noise in the background. She said, "Oh, I have triplets," and I said. Oh, you're kidding. I said, so do I. And he said, mine are you know, a couple years old. And I said, oh, mine are, uh, mine are in their 20s now. I wow. said, I, I don't know if I could go back. I said, you know, for a week I could go back. Hmm. And the minute I said that, I wrote down that line on a piece of paper. Hmm. And I was driving home. I had about a 20-minute ride home. And uh, by the time I got home, I was, I was walking the door and I was bawling. I'm like, look at my wife. And I go, oh, I got this great idea for a movie. Because uh, I was thinking about my children, and I thought, wow, if I could go back and see my children when they were four or five or six years old. Yeah. And what occurred to me is that last night, how would I say good, good, goodbye or goodnight to them that last time? And that was the genesis of the film. Uh, that's how it began. And, and then, it, you know, from there, it expanded into marriage and raising children and all those things. That, and, and what happens in this particular movie uh, Tom Arnold plays my guardian angel. <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. And, and so um, he, he's the one that guides me through. He comes back and tells me, he said, I, God heard your prayer because I'm going in the movie. I'm going through a rough time. Uh, my wife and I have uh, separated and so forth. And I, at face value, I look like a guy who has everything. I'm a talk show host. I'm successful. Uh, but we come to see that life isn't what it looks like. And, I go to, I pray one day and I say, God, uh, I, I just, if you could give me one week to change my life, I could do it. And Tom Arnold appears and says, you got one week. And he guides me through that week. And that's pretty much the nexus of the story. Wow. That sounds like a great story, Robert. Hey, we're talking with Robert Krantz. The Projecting Film, uh, Projecting Hope Film Festival is this weekend at the Pittsburgh Mills. Tickets are free. We would encourage you to go to wordfm.com, and you'll find more information about Projecting Hope, where you can get your tickets. Hey, Robert, uh, take, a, take a little time and talk about yourself. I mean, anybody who's brave enough to make their living in the arts, uh, <clears throat> that is just really a, an interesting story of someone and you all these many decades and it, truly at the highest levels whether you're acting writing producing that's something to be proud of well thank you i i appreciate that and you know really uh, it, it come, everything started for me i was in wisconsin i came out to uh california went to film school I went to arizona first and then i went to film school and it was confusing to me because no one in my family did this. Mm -hmm. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad had a business, and and I couldn't make sense of it. And and finally, I think it was my junior or senior year in college, I went to a church by myself, St. Sophia's down in Los Angeles. And I said, God, I, I think this is what you want me to do with my life. And if I'm wrong, wow. stop me. Stop me at any point. But I think this is what you want me to do. 
And, you know, it was, it wasn't one of those things where I walked out of the church and suddenly I was, I was steadily working. It was a <laughs> long, long process. Okay. And what God did, which I, you know, looking back, I'm grateful, but going through it was rough. He made me, uh, there was a season for everything. There was a season to learn how to edit. There was a season to learn how to act. There was a season to learn how to write. And by season, I mean, sometimes five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. Yeah. And that what allowed me to make these films, but it really was in the day, you know, the parable of the talents. Um, I, I look back now and I go, whenever I meet, whatever that day comes when I meet my maker, I would never want him to say, I gave you some of these talents. You didn't use them. That would crush me. And so I just tried from that day when I left that church to use my talents for everything that I could. And then to hopefully put a smile on God's face and say, well done. A Marriage Made in Heaven is a new film starring Robert Krantz, Tom Arnold, Vivica Fox, Connie Selleck, and Paul Rodriguez. We're talking to Robert right here on the air right now about the Projecting Hope Film Festival coming up this weekend at Pittsburgh Mills. Three days free, 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 hear me when I say free, inspirational movies. The complete lineup can be found at wordfm.com. Robert, you mentioned earlier in talking about the new film that, you know, someone said, well, if you could go back and do it for a week, what would that be like? And so you, you wrote that down on an envelope or a piece of paper. And so is that the way the life of the artist is, is that you get like a little burst of inspiration, you write it down, and then you're, you know, filled with agony until you, until the next you, 10 years. Until you, you produce it? Kathy, that is exactly <laughs> what it is. You write down what you said there because I couldn't say it better. Let me tell you. I was at the gym. I did a movie called Faith, Hope, and Love with Peter Murgatroyd, Corbin Burnson, and Michael Richards. Uh, that was before this one. And I was at the gym, and I had, I'd written a book called Falling in Love with Sophia. That was supposed to be my next film. I was at the gym. I sat down. I looked over, and I saw this dance class going on. And within seconds, something hit me, and I wrote it down on a piece of paper. It's funny you mention this. Yesterday, I was cleaning up my office for the first time, God knows how long, and I saw the piece of paper where I wrote this down, the idea, and you're exactly right. I I think all of my movies have been written on a Stairmaster at the gym in my head, <laughs> because I'm telling you, my wife goes, what do you do for 30 minutes to an hour? I go, it goes, I'm telling you, it's in my head, and then eventually, my head goes, <laughs> disc is full you must write and so i go and i start writing but that is exactly what you said it's just a process of it be, I, I think it was the statue of michael somebody said i can see michael but i got to get all the other junk out of the way and that's what it is <laughs> Very good. i just got to get off but i love I, that process is so cathartic for me Excellent. So, Robert, talk about being an artist in the middle of Hollywood. I mean, you know, I, I think, at least from, you know, the out, outside looking in, that Hollywood is more open to faith-based films, whether, you know, specifically faith-based or around the fringes. W what about your life as a believer in Hollywood and getting projects done? Very, very hard. Uh, there, You know, the, the toughest thing is I've, this is my fourth faith-based film. I've never had anybody in the faith-based world, whether it's uh, business or anything outside, that say, hey, come on, we want to help you make these films. Wow. It is just a tough, tough road. And Hollywood is not – that's that's not their thing, so to speak. Mm -hmm. They're they're geared towards making other kind of films. So they're, they're – it's not – they don't lean that way. But if you show them, hey, this film makes money, they will make more of them. 
But what's happened in total candor, the faith-based films, a lot of them have not been that good. Yeah. And they and, and they're not that entertaining. You know, my sister is a, a Christian and she said, Bob, I don't you know, I sometimes they're so poorly acted, poorly written. They tend to just go on one or two subjects and hammer you over. And that's what I try and do in my films, which is the opposite. I try and entertain. I try and make you laugh. And along the way, and the other thing I try and do is I try not to hit you over the head. I'm not going to pound. No one wants to be pounded over the head. So what I try and do is mix those things, entertaining, not hitting over the head, having some great acting in there, some great dancing, some jokes, and, uh, and, and make you feel better about your life. And the last thing I tell you is, that you can sit and watch the movie with your children, mm. your grandmother, your mother, and not be embarrassed. Those are the things. Mm. But Hollywood, to answer your question, John, they're, they're, they are not given to it because we have not made a, a, enough of these that are good enough. And also, they just don't lean that way. So you really have to fight to get the message out there. But no different than the, the disciples when they started out at the time of Christ. It's, it, it's, it's a hard road. But let me put it this way. As I said, when I won an award a couple of years ago, St. Paul, no cell phone, no uh, no internet. He just kept pounding away. So I have, there's nothing I'm going to complain about. I have all the opportunity in front of me to make this better, and that, that's what I'm trying to do. Robert, talk about the uh, the actors that uh, work in your films. I'm looking at, you know, uh, Tom Arnold, Vivica Fox, Paul Rodriguez. I'm a big Corbin Burnson fan. Um, it's your big names. Yeah. So how... So what's your relationship like? How Connection? How does that work? Um, do they feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to work in a religious movie? Or, Well, some of them are prone to it, and some of them are not. And, you know, Corbin is. Corbin does a lot of faith-based films. What happens, you put it, we put it out, uh, bring in a casting director. We go through a bunch of names. I've done it long enough to know the huge key to this is cast the roles right. Then as a director, it's a lot easier for me to direct. But once in a while, you get somebody like Peter Murgatroyd from Dancing with the Stars in our movie Faith, Hope, and Love, who had never acted. So it's a different type of situation there where I go, okay, and they told me we hired her 40 days before production. They're like, I don't think she can do this. And I, you know, I just felt, took a leap in faith and thought we could, and she was brilliant in the film. So it really, it depends. Vivica was faith-based. Uh, she's done a lot of faith-based as well. Tom is Jewish. But he came in there, he was one of them. There's a moment in there in that movie, Marriage Made in Heaven, when my character asks him, what's heaven like? And I'm telling you, it's probably my favorite moment of the movie. And Tom, I don't know where he this came from, but he just talks quietly about what heaven's like. And it's so beautiful. He just, and he talks about heaven being perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I, what I try and do, whether you're a believer or not a believer, uh, we had a mix of both on the set. But whatever you are, the key for me is because they know I'm a faith-based filmmaker, they're watching to see my behavior. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Am I a jerk on the set? Am I yelling at people? And I just try, as I am here talking to you guys, that's how I talk to them on the set. And I, I try and be as, uh, put everybody in as safe a position as possible so they feel great about what we're doing and the work we're doing and, uh, and then give them the space to be who they are. And if, if, it's, if they're a person of faith, great. If there's somebody who's learning to be part of the be a faith, that's great, too. But if there's somebody who doesn't believe, which we have people don't, I think, hey, Bob, just do what you're doing. And maybe along the way, it'll change somebody just by the nature of how you behave. Fabulous. 
Well, Robert, uh, we certainly enjoyed our conversation here, short as it is, but huge props to you. I mean, we admire the work that you do, the continued all these many years in Hollywood, the work that you're doing, and as you're saying, to raise the bar to ensure that the product is of quality, uh, not only engage believers, but non-believers as well, because who wants to sit through a bad movie? So uh, to raise yeah. that, to have that uh, that uh, intent, that, that's just excellent work. So thanks for being with us, and uh, we're excited for the film festival this weekend and for your continued production of quality films for all of us. I appreciate you guys taking time to talk to me. God bless. And I hope everyone gets out there to watch the films. Yeah, our pleasure. Thanks an awful lot. That's the Projecting Hope Film Festival coming up this weekend. Pittsburgh Mills, three days of free inspirational movies. You can check out the complete lineup. It's get a really your, great Get time. your tickets, wordfm.com. Privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Replace. Stop, opt out. Visit website for financing details. Windowappointmentnow.com. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? It's time to replace. Fog between the glass. Time to replace. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renewal by Anderson, the company with the most five-star reviews among leading full-service window replacement companies. And right now, you can buy one and get one 40% off. Just text CLEAR to 200-300 for your free consultation on top-quality affordable windows or patio doors, all with super affordable financing options. Text CLEAR to 200-300 right now to buy one and get one 40% off. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text the word CLEAR to 200-300. Don't wait. Text CLEAR to 200 Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-746-3737. 800-746-3737-800-746-3737. Has your home fallen victim to Mother Nature? Get a free storm damage analysis from Bachman's Roofing. You may never notice the damage from storms, so let the experienced team at Bachman's Roofing provide a free analysis to check for damages from the recent storms. Bachman's is now offering zero percent financing and no payments for six months call 412-744-8390 or visit bachmansroofing.com to set up your free storm damage analysis by may 1st that's 412-744-8390 creation festival 2023 is your summer destination june 21st through 24th at agape farm shirleysburg pa Featuring Switchfoot, Matt Powell, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Weed, Riley Clemens, Micah Tyler, and many more. Creation Festival, worshiping our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Get half off the current ticket price now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com. Every no. once in a while. Sorry, let me talk first. 
every once in a while we do celebrity birthdays yeah. because John has a weird propensity to be able to guess how old people are. And uh, on Monday's show, we did a celebrity birthday segment yeah. uh, that included William Hurt. Oh, right. And uh, you said that you were a little embarrassed because you thought William Hurt was dead. And I said, well, no, he's not. And then so we went on and talked about William Hurt. You And you guessed how old he was. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, it turns out William Hurt's dead. Aha. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, so I had just, again, the internet is a place filled with factoids that are not true. So. And so I was looking at a site which said that it was William Hurt's birthday. And it was his birthday, except that he. Had passed away. Had passed away. How, so it's when did a, he pass away? Uh, 2022. Okay, so just recently. Yeah. So I just wanted to apologize. I mean, several times on the air, I have a na- <laughs> I have a problem with death. I've I've announced two people that had died who hadn't, and now I've been talking about a person as if he was alive and isn't. See, I'm glad you said that because I thought for sure that he was, and then I just you know clicked. All right, good. my friend Eddie texted me. Eddie did gave me the heads up on that. Uh-huh. Eddie. Eddie knew. Eddie knew. He, he sent me, it had a link, it had William Hurt's uh, Wikipedia page, and underneath it, he had dead. Mm. William Hurt, well, he's a fine actor. He was he a was, fine actor. Yes. He really was. Okay, uh, now I do not, what I know about the rap community is, um, yeah, me is too. like zero, pretty, pretty much. However, there is a, supposedly, now this may be true, Lex, do you know rap at all? Not really. Do you know Rick Ross? Rick Ross. He's, uh, and I'm reading uh, an, an article from Vulture, because uh, Vulture says that he is a legendary rapper, Rick Ross. Now, here's the deal. Uh, he is so legendary that uh, he was gifted uh, Buffalo last spring by an underwear company. Okay, that he was probably advertising for. Right. Um, and he has been keeping them, uh, these Buffalo, on his property in Georgia, which he calls his property the promised land. Now, do you know how many buffalo we're talking about? Um, I think there were six. Okay. Okay. One of them is called Timbuktu. And uh, apparently, though, uh, the uh, buffalo have been set free from the promised land and have been wandering (laughs) around the neighborhood surrounding the promised land, which, as you might imagine, has upset his neighbors because it's interesting, these these photographs of these incredible buffalo. I mean, have you ever been up close to a buffalo? They are just amazing creatures. They, they could fool you because they look docile, but they are capable, because of their sheer size, of extreme violence. People think that, you know, like they go to Yellowstone and they're going to pet the buffalo. Mm. You could end up either mortally injured or badly injured. Anyway, the neighborhood around these... Buffalo have been, and Rick Ross is saying, hey, it's okay. I mean, everyone's got to be set free. However, the police. <laughs> Including the buffalo. The police in the neighborhood are saying, Rick, you may be a legendary rapper, but you got to keep these things enclosed. They're digging holes in neighbors' yards. They're diggers. Yes. I did not know that as well. But could you imagine walking out the front door of your house, front door of your house, and there's a buffalo? I mean, it'd be thrilling, but it'd also be terrifying at the same time. Especially if you had, like, a little dog. Oh or a cat. Or yeah. Like, I mean, a buffalo could, you know, tramp them to death and without even thinking twice. They seem docile, but Rick they Ross. have their moments, yeah. Okay. All right. Give me a home where the buffalo roam. <laughs> Rick, put a fence up, my friend. Keep your pets inside, mm-hmm. you guys. Take a quick break. That's the 4 o'clock hour. We come back. We got a lot more ahead on the 5 o'clock hour. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Toward FM. Ask 
Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Offer code ERIC. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Manhattan prosecutors have postponed a scheduled grand jury session in the investigation into Donald Trump over hush money payments during his 2016 presidential campaign. Three people have said the grand jury was told to be on standby for Thursday. Mr. Trump has denied any allegations of wrongdoing and accuses prosecutors of engaging in a politically motivated witch hunt to damage his campaign. The Federal Reserve extending its year-long fight against high inflation by raising its key interest rate a quarter point, despite concerns that higher borrowing rates could worsen the turmoil that has gripped the banking system. The Fed also signaled that it's likely nearing the end of its aggressive series of rate hikes. The Dow ahead 159 points, the Nasdaq up 131. This is SRN News. Spring is in the air. Spring is everywhere. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And spring is a great time of year on both our farm and our store. It kicks off with farm tours, and we just love sharing our farm with all those precious young folks. Graduation party season and wedding and shower season start up now, too. So my sister Jill and her catering crew are on the road in our red Springhouse vans almost every day, delivering homemade country cooking to families all over the Tri-County area. My brother Sam and his farm guys are busy this time of year planting corn and pumpkins and hay, along with getting the cows milked and fed two times a day, too. The Springhouse store crew loves serving all the families that come to visit, to enjoy our homemade lunches and suppers, to take a zing down our hillside slide, and to top off their experience with a Springhouse ice cream concoction, like a strawberry ice cream shortcake. Come see us and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse. 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Your health care is just that. It's your health care. It's yours. You are unique. God made you. So instead of being a number in a system, think about being a part of a community, one made for you. MediShare is health care sharing. It's not health insurance. It's a community of Christians who actually care about you and the things that matter most to you. Like your convictions. You want to know your money isn't paying for things you don't believe in. Instead, now you're sharing. You're helping real people, not a corporate bottom line. And when you have a need, they're there for you. Other MediShare members and staff even praying for you. For 30 years, MediShare has meant affordable, reliable health care. And when everything else seems to be getting more corporate and more impersonal, this is a breath of fresh air. And it may be just what you have been looking for. Call now. They're very easy to talk to. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. How is your job to school? Let me tell you, I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I had to text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and... Let's try that again. I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted. 
visit StopTechStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Tonight will be overcast with a couple of showers. Tonight's low 46. Breezy and mild tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm, the high 65. Tomorrow night, periods of rain with a low of 38. Periods of rain expected for Friday. Rain and wet roads may lead to travel disruptions. We'll reach a high Friday of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Would you consider yourself an idea person? Mm -hmm. Yes. Someone who has, right, an idea. Mm -hmm. And ideas come to you. Mm -hmm. It's a fairly common thing. Some Mm -hmm. people would claim this more so than others, I believe. But I think a a lot of us, right? It's nothing to brag about. It's certainly, it's, it's just a thing. Yeah, I mean, if you're a curious person, or maybe even not, I mean, things come to us. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they come from, a gift from God, the Holy Spirit, the nature of creativity in all of us, the swirling, what, thoughts of reading books or educational snippets or watching something. Something germinates within us, and then it pops into our mind with a new idea. Jerry Seinfeld said that, Ideas are like mice that they just scamper across the room. Mm -hmm. And most of the time you just kind of see them come and go and you don't real, nothing really happens. And if you can somehow get them by the tail, then you might be able to make something of it. That's it. But that's a very small percentage of all the little mice that are skittering around. Right. So the greatest among us are able to recognize those mice tail, grab them, and then dig into it and create works of art. Right. Or Or works whatever. of anything. Yeah, commerce. It could, be, it could be something super lowbrow. Yeah. It could be, you know, a joke that you came up with. But it's high, it at its be, highest level, it can be a symphony it, or, or a, a skyscraper. Or, right. Okay, so throughout my life, and I'm sure throughout your life, right, ideas have come our way. Now, we've taken some of those ideas and made things work for us. Mm-hmm. When an idea comes your way, do you tend to write it down? If I don't write it down, it's like one of the mice that Mm -hmm. Jerry talked about that just goes into the vapor. Right. Where do you write it down? In my phone. In your phone. I used to use a notebook in the olden times, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I my phone is always with me. That notebook isn't always. I'd rather write it down because I have a better Uh chance of retrieving it. Yeah, with my mental process, but it's. If I want to remember it, if I if I just want to write it down, it has to go on my phone. See, I do the same thing, but my problem is ideas die on my phone. Yes, because that you forget what's there. I, I don't agree. go back and peruse them. I like agree. with a notebook, I'm going, oh, let me go back yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. And then you, you work it. In my phone, it's static, and I rarely go back and look at it, even though I take the time to write it down. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I, I think maybe it's that kind of like the problem with the internet, which is that there's too much information. You know, you'd think that having access to the internet would be this wonderfully liberating experience. And it ends up driving a ton of people to depression 
and darkness because you it's can't. Too much. It's too much. You can't pause. So maybe there's just too much in our phone. I, to me, I think it's more tactile. That if I have it here in front of me, if I have a notebook, like the old-fashioned notebook. How many notebooks? I mean, I've got notebooks in my library, probably 30, maybe more, more than that, that are filled with thoughts, ideas, images, notes, uh, quoting things. I have a notebook that I usually have in here with me. And it's funny that you oh, brought right, this right, up because yeah. I don't have it. It's, it's on my desk. I left it in there. But I use it for notes throughout the show, and I've done it for years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This is maybe the fifth one I have. And when I go back and look at what's in there, it's, it is. It's really interesting. It's pretty solid. It is. Well, or it, it's not always solid. It's, it, some of it's incredibly random. Yeah, but it's a but, thread. But at least it's there. So inspiration. I mean, I, I love, like we just we were just talking with, uh, what, Robert Krantz or is it, mm-hmm. uh, from the um, Projecting Hope Film Festival coming up this weekend. He's uh, a filmmaker yeah, and, uh, his, and a director and everything else. But his uh, new film, A Marriage Made in Heaven, is one of the featured ones this weekend. I mean, like someone, I mean, you think about, you know, the greats, Beethoven, Bach. Were they writing ideas down in, on, on paper? Were they notating things? I mean, the the notebooks. Of, I don't know the answer to that, but I have. I, but they it has. They have to have done I mean, that. The, you know, people like Edison. But, well, we know or that they Tesla. ultimately did that because that's they why were, we have them. They created. But things, I don't yeah. know how. I don't know what their creative process. But the was fleeting like, nuggets of yeah of inspiration, which are the building blocks of you know the greater things. Yeah. I just. Well, you know, Mozart had the the requiem that the symphony performed over the weekend, which, which neither of it. us could go could you to. Did we miss that? No, terrible. Mozart's timing. requiem, yeah, terrible. Right. Uh, it was unfinished at his death. Right. Some, uh, I as I remember, they cobbled together, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, as I remember, he got the feeling that he was writing his own requiem, requiem. Uh, but it was unfinished when he died, mm-hmm. and then it was given to some. Three other people, I think, to finish. And then I think, so I think there's three different versions. This is the really? part that's getting a little shaky for me. I don't remember. Okay, so we just talked about uh, the Codex, this Bible from forever ago, more than a thousand years. Someone sat down and took whatever you wanted to call it then, pen to parchment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, I mean, it was inspiration, but they took the time to write and write and write and refine, to edit probably, don't you think? You mean, who are we talking about? The scribes? Yes. The psalmists. The original ones yes. or the ones that yes. were writing the original, the original text down? Um, Where were they? I don't know. That's I'm not, inspiration again, on a fragment, I don't know not what, on your phone. Right. I don't know what that means. I'm not sure. I mean, I think with some of the scribes, if they weren't... Uh, going word for word than they weren't scribes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like some right, of them yeah, have yeah. to have been word for word. Um, but the original writers, the original psalmists or whatever, obviously it's their own thoughts yes. at their own time. So they're... They wrote it down. Right. The inspiration came upon and them. And some of, of those God. people probably didn't have writing skills and so they had to use a scribe to put their thoughts to paper, which would be hard, wouldn't it? To not be able to write yourself... To have yeah. to entrust that to somebody else. Like, what if they re- get it wrong? Remember it and to think about it and work it and then form it. 
to dictate it to someone else, perhaps. Do you keep little bits of paper? Everywhere. Do you? Everywhere. Do you have little bits of paper? Yes. Lexi, Lexi, you're a creative person. Do you do this too? Yeah, you should see my desk right now. There's like a bajillion little sticky notes everywhere. That's the worst way to keep. I do the Especially same thing. Especially sticky notes are. First of all, I love this, sticky notes. No, but they are, they they're not sticky after no, a while. No, they fly And then all away. your ideas are flying around. And no. I can't even say they're sticky notes. They're really just little pieces of paper that I write down on, and I could stick them with tape. Right. So, what is then the order of creativity? Because you can you can have the greatest idea in the world, but if it's on the sticky note and it falls behind your desk, you have to have a process, right? Yes, the process. The greats, the creative greats, have to yes, have, a process. have a process. So I think that I have the like an idea engine, but I don't think that I have enough organization <laughs> to bring it to That's pass. It. That is exactly it for us mere mortals. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way, Lex? Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. That's it, right? That yeah. separates. That's the line. I have all these ideas, but then the completion, the seeing mm-hmm. it through, that's it. Yep. The wheat from the chaff right yep. there. Yeah. Just yep. wondering, yep. just curious about inspiration. How do you write it down? How do you categorize it? How do you breathe life into it and create yeah. the finished product before you? Let's get a guest. But you know what? Let's make this into a phone segment. Over the next couple of days. What's Maybe the question? tomorrow. The question would be, how do you, if you're a creative type, how do you do it? How do you create? What's your process? And to see if organized people could help those of us who aren't to get ideas from the creative stage to execution. What is the nature of the creative process mm-hmm. and how does it come What's to What's your fruition? process like? What is your creative process? Okay, take a note. Write that okay. down so we don't forget it, and then <laughs> we'll lose it. I'm going to take the note. All right. <laughs> I'm taking the note. You're the scribe. Yeah, okay. Very good. Claire DeGraff coming up next after the break. What makes you so sure the Bible's true? We'll ask Claire and see what he thinks. It's next Wednesday edition. Bye, Tom. Word FM, W-O-R-D. What does it take to bring harmony and stability to our marriages? If divorce isn't an option for believers, what are our options? Pastor Greg Laurie addresses those questions this week on A New Beginning. Tune in for practical, encouraging insights for the Christian home. This week on A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie. Weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Looking for some extra income? Get competitive pay and flexible hours as a school bus driver with A1 Transit. Providing safe, reliable, affordable transportation throughout the tri-state since 1989. Perfect for retirees. This fun, family-run company offers free CDL classes and a sign-on bonus. Must be 24 years or older to apply and must complete a background check. A1 Transit in Lawrenceville. To apply in person, call 412-781-6170. That's 412-781-6170. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. 
offer. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. This is Dennis Prager. If God saved the Jews in Egypt, why didn't he save the Jews in Europe? Was there really an exodus? My new book answers these and other questions. It's called The Rational Passover Haggadah. When you purchase The Rational Passover Haggadah, we are including two of my most listened to lectures for free. The Ten Commandments and Why Did God Take the Jews Out of Egypt? Get your autographed copy of The Rational Passover Haggadah at PragerStore.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Creation Festival 2023 is your summer destination. June 21st through 24th at Agape Farm, Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Switchfoot, Matt Powell, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Weave, Riley Clemens, Micah Tyler, and many more. Creation Festival, worshiping our Creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Get half off the current ticket price now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com. Claire DeGraff's back with us. Claire's from this is the CEO actually yeah, from Hi John. Hey, how you doing, Claire? Claire good Claire's to see from you. the Center for great. Faith, Sexuality and Gender. Claire, we always appreciate when you join us and so I'm super glad you're here today. Well, thank you. Yeah, our I pleasure. I don't know today's topic has to do with faith, sexuality and gender, but but for certain, it has to do with faith. That's it right. surely does, yeah. So, Claire, we follow you. We read along with you. You write a really informative blog. Uh, recently, you did a three-part series on what makes you so sure the Bible's true. I mean, that's a lot to bite off, isn't it? It is. You know, when I grew up, my parents in the church just told me the Bible was true, and I never doubted any of it. I just bought the whole you know, about bought everything, and I still do. I still believe the entire Bible is true. But today's younger people, particularly under age uh, 30 or, or 40, are questioning all kinds of authority and things we never did. And a lot of Christians just don't know how to respond. Older Christians don't know how to respond to younger Christians with a simple, well, why do you actually believe the Bible true? Yeah. And there's some good reasons why we do, but... Uh, most Christians simply don't know how to answer that question. Yep. And uh, we were talking about this earlier, Kath and I. We have some friends who uh, they went and visited some relatives a couple of weeks ago. And what they discovered was that one of their relatives uh, has no connection at all with Christianity. So one of the relatives, little girls who was like five or six years old, they were talking about the Bible and she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So they just happened to have a children's Bible in the car with them. And so they sat down and started to read children's Bible stories to this little girl. And I think, Claire, that's where it starts, that, you know, so many of us in this society today, we're so biblically illiterate, where even if you weren't a believer 50 or 100 years ago, you were steeped in biblical tradition. So you knew the Bible it, it, through maybe, you know, through stories around the campfire or whatnot. But most people have no connection to the Bible today. So you can't really sort of start anywhere with any biblical tradition because people don't know. 
actually, I give a children's Bible story book to college graduates mm. who know nothing about the storyline of the Bible, just so that they understand it. I said, you know, we can talk about whether you believe these stories are true later, but I want you to understand kind of the major stories of the Bible, because if you don't, you don't know what you're rejecting or what you're accepting. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we have to actually start with that. You know, most 40 years ago when I came to faith, most men that I talked to about the gospel had grown up in the church. They knew the storyline of the Bible and the gospel that most of them didn't either believe it or didn't care to live it, but it wasn't a foreign idea to them. Today, if you mention Moses, they think of the Ten Commandments movie or something. You know, they have some recollection there, but uh, most of the stories of the Bible, they have no idea at all. So you really have to start with, like Vince Lombardi said, here's a football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's do that. Um, let's uh, let's presuppose that there's a 30-year-old listening to the program, and they don't know anything about the Bible. They've never heard the stories. They think it's probably dumb. Uh, probably made up a bunch of archaic rules, ancient traditions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say to that person? Well, first of all, I would I would introduce them to the Bible and try to help them understand how to read it. That this is not a book that's written chronologically from start to finish. And if you start in in Genesis and you get bogged down in Numbers and, mm-hmm. and Exodus and Leviticus you're going to find a hard sledding. So I will actually have them uh, read maybe half the book of Genesis or the full book of Genesis. And then we go to the Gospels, because at least uh, Genesis uh, gets into the world being created, how sin came into the world, and introduces them to some of the early patriarchs of the Bible. And and then then we can get to the New Testament. And I usually start with the book of Luke, of just for a variety of reasons. And uh, and so that's the way that I introduced them to the Bible. But the biggest question usually is, well, even if you even if you tell me about this book, how do I actually know it's true? Mm-hmm. How do you know it's true? And, right? and, and, and I tell people, I can't prove the Bible is true. And nobody can. Yeah. I, I, I will offer to them what I call soft proofs. It's what attorneys would say is a preponderance of evidence that makes it more likely that it's true to even a skeptical mind than not true. Hmm. So, Claire, with that in mind, people would say, well, the Bible, so it's inspired by God, um, but written by men. So are you saying that somebody were sitting around and God spoke into their brain and then they wrote God's words down and then we should all believe that this is true? Well, actually, yes. I mean, I think I would qualify it a little bit. And I, so I don't, we don't know exactly how this inspirational um, um, idea came, I mean, how God inspired people to write scripture. There are some people that say, well, God gave um, the writers the very words, and yet each writer has its own individual style. And so that seems that God either changed his style for each writer or, or, um, Somehow he he uh, in, included uh, some differences in there. It doesn't make sense to me. I am confident, and the church is confident, that God inspired the writers to say whatever He wanted them to say in their own words. Mm. But that they are that what the the net result is is that at least in the original writings that the Bible is true. 
And and I think I said in my in my um, blog, they have to kind of define what's true. Mm. And um, I tell a story about the Book of Judas, which was actually found about 20 years ago. And National Geographic bought the Book of Judas. And I've had people say to me, well, did Judas write the Book of, of, of Judas? And I said, well, um, it could be possible that Judas actually wrote the Book of Judas, except it's so contrary to the rest of the Bible. The question is, is what he wrote true? And so we have to kind of define true, and um, and and. But I think the I think we as Christians have to answer the same question. It could be that all the writers of the Bible wrote each of the books that they claimed to write. The question is, is it actually true? And um, um, that were the things that they wrote. And I think for that we actually have to look at history and prophecy. Did what they say actually come? true and did it actually change the uh, the lives of the people who heard it and believed it claire de graf is with us again happy to have him back on the program ceo for the center for faith sexuality and gender we're focusing on the faith part today um so prophecy um this is something that i think people are familiar with even if they're outside the church or any belief system because we have wackos all the time who are saying oh the, you know the world's going to end on september 27th or you know this thing's going to happen by october 1st um the difference is however those things don't happen right so harold camping said the world was going to end on a particular day several times actually didn't happen so uh probably not a great prophet um tell us about prophecy and fulfillment and what that means for how we look at the Bible. Yeah, I think there's a great website called www.100prophecies.org. Hmm. And they list 100 prophecies uh, about Jesus that they believe came true. Now, I, I have to admit about a third of those are, I think are a stretch. I don't even know if they're talking about Jesus or not. So I, I, I try to be intellectually honest in the men that I deal with. And I'll say, but let's take a look at some of the most significant prophecies that he would actually be born in Bethlehem, Micah 2, I mean, uh, 5, 2. Mm -hmm. They'd enter Jerusalem riding a donkey, you know, um, uh, Zechariah uh, 9, 9. He'd be betrayed by a friend in, in, in um, Psalms. But you kind of go through a number of the things and say, what are the statistical possibilities of one person having all of those prophecies fulfilled? Not very, I mean, in, incredibly uh, um, uh, improbable. And so uh, I think the fact that, that there were Old Testament prophecies about Jesus that actually came true in significant numbers should give us some confidence that, that A, that what was, that God actually inspired these writers to be able to prophesy in the Old Testament, and B, that Jesus actually existed and fulfilled those prophecies in the New Testament. Hmm. So, Claire, what does it mean then if the Bible is true? I believe the Bible is true. Uh, you may not believe it's true. Kathy may not believe it's true, the culture, but I believe it's true. And I know that my pastor believes that it's true. So is that enough? Well, no, I do write, I think in the last blog, um, I said, you know, this is going to sound heretical, but you don't have to believe the Bible's true to become a Christian. Mm -hmm. Some people go crazy over that. But the, the New Testament 
Christians, millions of them came to faith, never having the whole Bible, yeah. never having read it. There's there's tribe there's uh, groups in Papua New Guinea and all over the world who have come to faith only watching the Jesus film. Um, and so uh, uh, believing the Bible is true is not a requirement for salvation. We only have to believe that the gospel is true, that Jesus Christ was the Son of God, was born of a, of a woman, um, died on the cross, rose again and uh, for the forgiveness of our sins. And if we repent and accept that, his forgiveness, and believe that he was the Son of God and pledge our highest allegiance in life to him, we are we can be born again and become Christians. Yes. I think when that happens, the Holy Spirit convinces people that what is written in Scripture is true. And uh, and so um, I've never met a follower of Jesus yet that didn't believe the Bible was true. Mm. Now, there are some that doubt whether Adam and Eve actually existed, that that's an allegory, um, and, and we can debate that all over the place. But generally speaking, I've never met a serious Christian that didn't believe the Bible is true. But it's not a requirement for salvation. And I think that that puts some younger people at ease. They'll actually pay attention to the gospel and what you're actually telling them, um, because it's not a requirement that you believe the Bible is true for salvation. Claire, in listening to you talk, I was thinking about how my relation, this is going to sound kind of weird, but my relationship with the Bible has grown over the years. And I think that when you start out reading any book, it's new to you, right? And so you're reading a book. Um, But what's different than a work of fiction or even a work of nonfiction and reading the Bible to me personally over the years is I have grown in confidence in my belief that it's true. Now, I started out as a Christian, so I would have said, oh, yeah, of course, I believe it's true. But it's different now. Now, now I yeah, my confidence is greater now because of what I've read and what I've seen. And I think that's an important thing to say to someone who's never read the Bible before is that um, it, it takes some life. It takes you living your life a little bit to, uh, to maybe appreciate it and believe it more. What do you say to that, Claire? Yeah. And it's not unlike if you meet somebody who's a total stranger, um, you don't believe them necessarily. And you don't really know them. But as you sit down and get to know them, the more you get to know them, the more confidence you have that this is the kind of person I want to be friends with. This is the kind of person I want to have conversations with. And so I think people need to be introduced to the Bible. And uh, and so when I, <clears throat> one of the things that I, how I came to faith is uh, someone challenged me to begin reading the Bible, the book of Luke, a chapter a day for the next 28 days. But before I read each day, God, teach, please teach me everything you want me to know and give me the courage to live it. And, um, and as I did that, I discovered the gospel in a way that I didn't know it before, just being religious. I was raised in Christian school, great church, great parents. So I knew a lot of information about God, but I didn't ever take the step of of actually trying to obey it. And what does that mean for me? And God spoke to me through those 28 days. And I came to faith, true faith, shortly after that. I'm into that. Well, that's really interesting. Yeah. 
Claire, I'm glad you bring this up. I, I've heard of this before. A friend of mine did something similar to you. It wasn't the Gospel of Luke. It was the Gospel of John. But again, he read a chapter a day for the entirety of the, of the Gospel of John, and it deepened his faith. I mean, he he was a believer before, but it changed who he was. So that's a good prescription for a deeper examination of who we are. Yeah, Martin Luther said, you don't have to defend the Bible. It's like you don't have to defend a lion. Just let him out of his cage. And I think that the Holy Spirit, um, <clears throat> when I when I tell people, they, they talk to me about evangelism, and I said, my job is to explain the gospel, to live the gospel, but it's the Holy Spirit's job to convince people it's true. And the best way is getting them to actually read what he has given us by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Fabulous. Claire, thanks. Uh, a short conversation, but a powerful one. We certainly appreciate you and your ministry and the clarity that you brought here today. Thank you. Thanks, Good. John. Thanks, Kathy. Good Our to pleasure. talk to you, Claire. Bye now. Claire DeGraff, CEO for the Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender. Claire DeGraff. Look him up online. He writes a wonderful blog. God calls us to a deep gladness because we, as believers... We all have a deep hunger. Grove City College knows about that calling, right? They assume, we all do, that that caller is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so Grove City is committed to helping people, young students, pursue the vision for our lives and believes believe that you'll be changed as you find your sense of purpose, your sense of calling in this world. And I think that's what we all want out of college, right? We want those four years that are filled with so much uncertainty to be ones that end up giving us the clarity we want. To give us a place. Yeah. And to give us the foundation of education and the foundation of relationships that we really want. Um, Grove City is a special place and not every school appeals to every kid or every parent. But this is the time we're already in March. This is the time when applications are going out. This is the time when you need to make your college visits, your college, you know, your phone calls, all those sorts of things. So if you're a parent of a high school senior or even a high school junior and sophomore who is interested in like getting on the ball, this is the time to do it. So do yourself a favor and go up to Grove City and talk to somebody, get a tour from a student and find out if that indeed is the right place for you and your family. We're all called to something. Don't you owe it to yourself to investigate the excellence of Grove City College? Look online first, gcc.edu. That's Grove City College. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply or play. Stop, opt out. It's a website for financing details. Windowappointmentnow.com. Attention all homeowners. Do you know when to replace your windows? Feeling too hot or cold? It's time to replace. Fog between the glass. Time to replace. Spending too much on expensive energy that literally goes out the window? It's definitely time to replace. If you've put off replacing windows in your home because it's too expensive, here's great news. You can now get a free in-home window consultation and free price quote from Renew. Renewal by Anderson, the company with the most five-star reviews among leading full-service window replacement companies. And right now, you can buy one and get one 40% off. Just text CLEAR to 200-300 for your free consultation on top-quality affordable windows or patio doors, all with super affordable financing options. Text CLEAR to 200-300 right now to buy one and get one 40% off. But hurry, these big dollar savings won't last long. Text the word CLEAR to 200-300. Don't wait. Text CLEAR to 200-300. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. 
But right now, their bond is frayed. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The Y fills the gaps. And bridges our divide. But they can't do it without us. Donate today. Because where there's a Y, there's an us. Read by members of the Y. The Y for a better us. Tonight will be overcast with a couple of showers. Tonight's low 46. Breezy and mild tomorrow with periods of rain and a thunderstorm, the high 65. Tomorrow night, periods of rain with a low of 38. Periods of rain expected for Friday. Rain and wet roads may lead to travel disruptions. We'll reach a high Friday of 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Make sense. Does what make sense? The charcoal grill. Summer. That's not summer, it's spring, but I'm looking forward to summer. I was down at my garage this morning and I looked at my grill over there and I thought, charcoal grill makes sense. Do you have a a gas grill? I have a pellet grill. Well, yeah, 100% the charcoal grill makes sense. But it's a little slower. Mm-hmm. It's certainly a little messier. I believe the end product is quite honestly better. It's the smell of charcoal mm-hmm. burning is delicious. Yeah. But it's not like you're walking out of your patio and just turning on the gas and you're good to go. And in you know, less than 10 minutes, you got your burger or your steak. It takes a while. There's some preparation involved. It's a slow way. You have to have the time. Yeah. And... So, therefore, I'm coming to the painful conclusion that it just doesn't make sense. Way, No, way. I am. I am. I'm coming to You're that conclusion. I've, I've, the pellet thing's just going? No, the pellet's good. But my charcoal grill that's just sitting there, my little thing, I feel like it has yeah. to. I, I, I think I'm going to conclude that it does not make sense. Well, I can't cast any shade your way because I, I lost mine a long time ago. So you already decided it oh, didn't make forever, sense. forever, forever and ever ago. But See, but now you're defending it. When I go out, like, you know, to, like, you know... Uh, a state park or somewhere with like a family it. and people are grilling. I go, Oh, remember. And you know, the bag of charcoal and the lighter fluid, fluid. it's all the, uh, right. it's all the dragon stuff. But yeah, so from there it makes sense to me. Okay. I'm going to say no. All right. I've been thinking about this because you know, we'll sleep and all that. Does this make sense? A sleep mask. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like Sabrina. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. You see people, I mean, my kid uses a sleep mask. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, the, so, somehow the light intrudes on his life. Right. It's like all of a sudden it's a 1950s film. I, does it make sense? Would no, you wear one? Absolutely not. It makes no sense to me even a little bit. But you're not, you're not like light averse. Or Here's something? the thing. I'm happy. I, it, I, I don't want. Sleep mask. I want, I want to be able to see the minute my eyes are open, I, not to have to go through an intermediate step. To t- take something the, and it the, just... It actually makes me nervous thinking about a sleep mask. Really? Because why? Like, 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 like somebody I'm, sneaks like, into the room like or I'm, something. I'm drowning or I'm being buried alive or something. I don't right. I don't like the thought of it. Right. All of a sudden, I'm playing like, you know, with a pinata. That's what I think. <laughs> I mean, now take the mask off. Oh, Someone's going to beat me with a stick and it's 3 a.m. And you're like not going to see it coming. No, exactly. It scares me. No, sleep mask. Absolutely not. Does not make sense. Forget it. 
101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. When I read the book of Esther, it just fires up my encouragement. It reminds me that when things look so bleak that you're just about ready to write the obituary, God rises up from the ash heap of your misdirected hopes, and he reverses the irreversible. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, Esther, for such a time as this, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. As the world is being affected by a global food crisis, families in the poorest countries cannot afford to eat every day. With your loving gift, you will provide life-saving food for families and mothers like this. I ask God for help for my children and to give us bread to have something to eat. For over 40 years, Food for the Poor has worked with local ministry partners to bring life-saving food to hurting families. Thanks to generous people like you. But now, more than ever, your help is needed to give food to truly starving families. Will you give a gift of $144 to provide a family of four life-saving food for the next year? Would you answer the prayer of a mother and a family in desperate poverty right now? Will you give right now? Call us toll-free, 855-828-4673. Or click the red Give Food banner at wordfm.com. Or from your mobile phone, text the word, send hope, one word, to 91999. In business, everything your employees do impacts your brand, including what they wear. Cintas has high-performance workplace apparel for almost every job imaginable. From work shirts and pants to polos and khakis to Oxfords or T-shirts, these clothes move, breathe, and look great. Your team gets the styles they like, you convey the image you want. And Cintas service includes weekly laundry and delivery. To learn more, visit Cintas.com. Oh, I'm ready! And get ready for the workday. Rama Christian School is enrolling now. Rama is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders, also offering programs for homeschool families. For tuition and enrollment information, visit Rama Christian school.org trip to europe visit all 30 major league baseball stadiums go skydiving okay so you know what you want to do in retirement but do you know how to get there tune into your retirement blueprint with kurt kenotic and ethan lane of accurate solutions group saturdays at 10 a.m to get answers to your retirement planning questions plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Oh, you, you like the exercise? Exercise. I have, mm, a, uh, I have a difficult relationship relationship with exercise well it's springtime so everyone of course you know yes. if you haven't if you've been putting it off all winter long you go oh no it's bathing season soon or i'll be wearing my shorts or i better click into gear like right. it's gonna happen like in a matter of yeah oh it's not i'm all like all all buff right hmm? it's not gonna happen like that however yeah. um and i have would you say buff, buff. right <laughs> those I've two been- things are like I've been off the exercise train since uh, Christmas. Oh, have you? Yeah. What, what happened? Well, did, did you I hurt? just fell off. Yeah, I, I hurt my wrist. Mm-hmm. And for me, with exercise, the very hardest thing is coming back from an injury. 
And I hate that. I absolutely hate it. Really? The, the hardest thing for exercise for me is exercise. Oh, it's just the starting of it? <laughs> it really, really I'm okay is. once I get on it. But once I have an injury and it gets in the way of the thing, mm-hmm. then I just get out of the habit and then I'm just, you know, forget about right. it. But then you fast forward. How about like when you've been exercising for like three straight months? Yep. And you're on, like for me, like I'm on yep. a bike, I'm yep. like on a, like a stage, and I am crushing yep. it. And you feel great. And you feel like, boom. Yep. I mean, so strong. And you, your lungs, and you're like yep. sweating like crazy, and your legs feel strong. That's a great feeling. It all is that a great pain feeling. And all that anxiety. All that, that's a fleeting you can, thing. You can for kind me. of burn it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, boom. So, in thinking about it, how much does the thinking. Boom. Enter in. A lot. The thought of doing it, of engaging in it, mm-hmm. the planning, the process, or the po- motivation. Or post the attaboy you give yourself at the end. Yeah. And tomorrow's a new yep. day. Let's do it again. And you feel good about doing it and, you know, all those sorts of things. That's, that's all great. It's very rewarding. But th- the problem is that mountain to climb before you get to that. That's where you exactly go, I don't right. want to do this. This is a pain. In the, it's so hard. I'm so tired. I'd rather not do that. Where's the remote? Mm-hmm. Anybody seen the chocolate? I just need a nap. Mm. A fascinating new study of mindsets and exercise was detailed in today's Washington Post, and it shows that learning how much we actually move, okay, can help us to think of ourselves as active people. Wait, wait, say that again. Knowing how much we move, knowing the amount of steps we take can help us in how we think about being an active person versus an inactive person. Okay, so what, my phone, of course, charts every movement I make now. Oh, see, mine doesn't do that. Well, you don't do the steps on your phone? No, because I don't have my phone with me when I'm exercising. I mean, it's sitting on the, but it's, I don't have a, uh, an Apple Watch. You need a watch to be able to do that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well, now you feel badly for me. So no, I, I think before I've had, you know, well, I mean, never had you, a Fitbit or anything like that. Well, how's it? I mean, if you don't have your phone on you, it's not going to know what you're doing. Well, my phone's like always like attached to my head. Is it really? Always. (laughs) I'm never without my phone. All right. Let me tell you about this new study. Okay. So basically, um, there there was a group of adults and they were broken into two subgroups. Mm -hmm. One subgroup uh, got a watch that wildly inflated their steps. So that instead Whoa. of averaging seven thousand steps, they thought they'd worked, they'd walked like ninety eight hundred nice. steps. Okay. Yeah. And then the other much sadder group um, wore a watch that deflated their step counts. So uh, maybe they thought that they were at seven thousand steps, but it just registered at four thousand. Oh, okay. Okay. So at the end of the study, those who had been told correctly that they walked about 7,000 steps a day, had better moods and higher self-esteem, okay? Yeah. When they started counting steps, they also ate better. They consumed fewer high-fat foods. They ate more produce. Their aerobic fitness rose slightly, even though they actually weren't exercising more, okay? The greatest change, though, in this study was in their activity adequacy mindset, Okay, that measured whether they felt they got enough exercise, if they felt that their physical activity level was more adequate and healthier. So those volunteers who had gotten accurate counts and had been taught about that 
showed great gains in their emotional well-being and their sense of being physically capable. But the people on the other side who thought they had, who were at the 4,000, mm. even though they'd taken 7,000 steps, they had the lousy watch who was mean. Yeah. And they seemed sadder. They showed lower self-esteem, darker moods, poorer eating habits, and small increases in their resting heart rate and blood pressure, indicated worsening health. Wait, so then the goal here is to have a machine that lies to you well well no the machine that well the machine that lied to you in the bad way just made you worse yeah but the machine that lied to you in a good way in a good way actually made you even better than the seven thousand steps would have been well that's wacky oh but what does it show that your mindset makes a huge difference in your overall health you can do this you can or you have done this Mm -hmm. is really more like it right how do you how do you motivate yourself with that? Okay, can I can I give you a little story here? Yeah. Okay. Um they did a study of 84 female hotel room attendants, okay? This Who's, was back in 07. Imagine the work those women do. The attendants uniformly considered themselves inactive. What? And they worried that their lack of exercise was undermining their health. Wait, the women wait, who come into housekeeping wait, and make yep, your beds and exactly, all that? Inactive? Exactly. But the people in charge of the studies pointed out to half of the women that they really were active. They were Super changing active. sheets. They were lifting, scrubbing, all that sort of me? stuff, right? The women exceeded the formal exercise guidelines that suggest a half an hour of exercise a day. Yeah. A month later... Those attendants' body weights, body fat, and blood pressure had all dropped. Get out. Even though nothing in their lives had changed except them thinking about it. The knowledge. The knowledge of it. That's crazy. So How they can that even be? They weren't working harder. They weren't walking more. They weren't doing anything. But all of those things had changed. But someone said, you crush it on a daily yep. basis. Yep. They did not they change like, right. their daily activities, but they changed their viewpoint about whether they were active. That's wackadoodle. I mean, isn't that The mind that is so incredibly powerful. That's incredible. I love it. Okay. okay, so their recommendation is start by thinking about and writing down how you spent the last few days. Did you formally exercise? How much? Did you stroll the halls? Did you pick up your kid? Did you mm-hmm, vacuum, mm-hmm. plant the garden, chase the dog, take the stairs? Try to be as precise as you can. If you know your step counts, write them down and add up the numbers. Now contemplate how much exercise you actually completed. Does it feel like enough? to make you healthy, hmm. to help you avoid disease, keep you content. And the answer is up to you. Interesting. So it might be something might be adequate for you. Yeah. It might be inadequate for me. Don't compare yourself to other people. Don't get on Twitter and talk about it. Right. <laughs> Just right. decide what's good or what, what's enough for you and then make changes. All right, that's good. Okay, on the flip side of this, my, uh, my new Apple Watch tells me it's time to stand. You know, oh, yeah. time to stand. And then when you do, it like makes like a little circle of like f- like fireworks and goes, good job. And I go, <laughs> oh, gee, look, I stood <laughs> up and I'm being standing. congratulated for standing as if I've been in a coma for the past nine years. That's a, such a low bar. Yeah. Isn't well, it? you know what? Take good the job, bar. John. Take the bar. And good job. Maybe it'll push into something. Else. All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, we got an interesting study. I think that? so. Because the mind is so powerful. Gosh. Next, we got a story about a bird and Billy Joel. Straight ahead Billy on Billy Joel's bird? Well, maybe. Is your car still under warranty? No, not anymore. 
My mechanic just suggested an extended service plan from Ox Car Care. Ox Car Care? Yeah, Ox will cover repair bills if anything happens to the car. New brakes, transmission, AC, or engine problems. Plus, Ox Car Care offers free oil changes, tire rotation, and roadside assistance. Wait, you pay nothing on repairs? Ox gets it fixed? Free oil changes, free tire rotation, and free roadside assistance? Yeah, you don't pay. Ox pays. Ox even has a 30-day money-back guarantee and is A-plus rated on the BBB. They handle their claims from start to finish, unlike those other warranty companies. The last thing I need is an unexpected car repair bill. I'm calling Ox Car Care now. Call Ox Car Care for your free quote. 800-294-7524. Ask about senior and military discounts. Don't get stuck with a major car repair bill. Call Ox today. 800-294-7524. Or log on to OxCarCare.com. Ox Car Care. 800-294-7524. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I'm Corey, and this is my story. I was going through some financial troubles paying off my credit cards. I was paying high interest rates, and it just wasn't getting any better. And I knew I had to do something. So my mom told me about Trinity, and so I decided to call. Trinity was able to do something that I couldn't. I'm paying off my debt. I'm saving thousands, and things are really looking up. I promise you guys, you will not regret it when you called Trinity because it was such a relief and less stress in my life and it was the best thing I could have done for myself because once I called Trinity, they took care of me and I felt such a relief, a weight off my shoulders. Trinity was great to work with. They wanted to help me. I love it. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. I'm Corey and I'm debt free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. Creation Festival 2023 is your summer destination. June 21st through 24th at Agape Farm, Shirleysburg, PA. Featuring Switchfoot, Matt Powell, We the Kingdom, Big Daddy Weave, Riley Clemens, Micah Tyler, and many more. Creation Festival, worshiping our creator. Come for the day or the entire event and go home changed. Get half off the current ticket price now while they last exclusively at wordfm.com. It's March, and you know what that means. Taxes are almost due. Jackson Hewitt can help you win tax season. That's the sound of your maximum tax refund. The sound of getting 50% off tax prep. The sound of many of our competitors' prices going up. And the sound of getting to your nearest Jackson Hewitt. Hurry in for 50% off tax prep before this offer expires April 9th. Limited time offer for new clients filing at participating locations. Max value $200. Visit jacksonhewitt.com slash 50 for terms. Okay, of course. That is who? Billy Joel. Yes. Writing for Christy Brinkley, right? Yep. Billy Joel. Okay, so let me tell you a quick story about a cockatiel. There's a... Uh, <laughs> I wasn't a, where I thought we were going to go. There is a bird uh, whose name is Joel. And a, a woman in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, uh, had this uh, cockatiel, Joel. It was a rescue bird. She apparently uh, rescued the bird from some... 
animal rescue group when the bird Joel was 18 months old. Now, this woman, Christina Tiro, she said, I, I, I thought maybe it might like Billy Joel because that's my music. And one day I played some Billy Joel and immediately the bird Joel, his head started bobbing up and down. So whoever had the bird Joel initially loved Billy Joel as well. Oh, and probably and that's why they Billy, named, maybe that's why they named the bird Joel. Yeah, and played Billy Joel music. And so the bird, anytime you play Billy Joel music, the bird sort of clicks into gear. So That's funny. I like it. Uh, a couple of months ago, maybe six weeks ago, this woman, Christian Atiro, she's a bus driver. She walks into her house and all of a sudden, there's the bird who flies around her house, apparently unfettered, no pun intended. And she startled the bird when she walked into the door. The bird, Joel, flew out the door, gone, just oh, flew no. away. And now this woman was very heartbroken. She had had this bird for a number of years. They lived to be 20, 25 years of old. So, you know, she said, this was my, my major companion in my life at home. I don't like cats. I don't like dogs. But I love my bird, Joel. So she went into action. She put up flyers all over her area. Where's my bird, Joel? Please help me find my bird, Joel. Now, uh, nine days went by. No Joel. No Joel at all. In the meantime, apparently in Myrtle Beach, on the beach, there is a Ferris wheel. And one of the maintenance guys on the Ferris wheel, he, uh, one morning, was up 100 feet in the sky doing some maintenance on the Ferris wheel where he heard chirp, chirp. Who was it? Joel. Now, the bird, of course, was terrified. He recognized Joel? No. He just knew it was a bird that was terrified. He reached out. The bird quickly jumped on his shoulder. The guy, the maintenance guy, completed his duties, came down, and he said to the woman who was running the, the booth, there's like a little ticket booth, hey, I found this bird up here. So the bird left the maintenance man's shoulders, jumped on the ticket seller's shoulder, and spent the day at this booth. Now, the woman was talking, the ticket seller was talking to her daughter and said, we found this bird. And the, and the woman, the ticket taker's daughter said, oh, I saw a flyer about this bird, Joel. Play some Billy uh, Joel music. Sure enough, the ticket teller, she played some Billy Joel music. The bird started jumping up and down. From the flyer, <laughs> they had the phone number. She texted Christine, the owner of Joel, and said, I think I have your bird. They wrapped it in the towel. When the workday was over, the bird in the towel with the ticket taker made its way to Christine, the owner. Sure enough, they got to the house. Joel's home safe and sound. It was Joel. It was Joel. On the Ferris wheel. Mm -hmm. Scared. All because of a Billy Joel song that everybody identified it along the way. Apparently, Uptown Girls' favorite song. <laughs> Birds are wild, aren't they? People are cool because they put out those flyers. Joel doesn't like moving out. <laughs> he did move out. Right. Did not like that. No, but he doesn't like uh, we didn't start the fire because nobody does. <laughs> I mean, like every artist, you've got your hits yeah. and your duds, right? Yeah, that was a dud. Billy Joel. Yeah. Fabulous. Good for Joel. All right. That's our show for the day. Happy to have you along this afternoon. Yep. The podcast is up and running after we leave the air. And uh, we'll hopefully tomorrow we'll see you. Mm -hmm. Same time. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.